to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms, including Twitch at Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, share, or like. New York fans, let's be happy. And I'm not even talking about the New York Yankees. We'll get into that first. We'll get into that first, and then we'll be talking playoffs. But even the New York Jets, with a home run hire, I love it. Finally, the Jets make a great decision by hiring Robert Salah, and I can't wait for that. It's a perfect fit, and I'm excited. If you're a Jet fan, I'm excited for you because this guy is destined to be a great coach. He has all the tools to be a great coach. He's a player's guy. He's enthusiastic. Yeah, but I, this I, is the same thing that you talk about Mike Tomlin being a player's coach. You're telling me. Well, let's see. You well, knocked well, out Tomlin for well, being a player's well, coach. Tomlin's been in the league for over well, this well, guy. Well, this guy's been. I'm excited for. But 16 years in the league, defensive-minded goat. Ever yeah. since he took over the 49ers, they've been a top five defense. And they were still a top five defense this year with all the injuries. So here's the key there. When we look at these guys that go to these other teams, you understand. Look at who the 49ers have for talent. Who do the Jets have defensively? Well, we'll, the same we'll see. Well, And what does this mean for the Jets going forward with Sam Darnold? Because you're not getting an offensive-minded coach. So there's a lot. Does that mean you move on from Seattle Darnold? Do you trade the pick? What what now will the Jets do in the future? But it's a surprising move, but I, I do like it as well. That's why I, just, I didn't want to get too much into it, but a great hire by the New York Jets and also a very intriguing hire by the Jacksonville Jaguars hiring the former Ohio State coach Urban Meyer to take the reins. So I'm excited to see how that goes. And just, I think, two great hires. We'll see. Arthur Smith has so are you got, shaking your head? You don't like the hire. You didn't like the hire. I think it's a stupid move. I think it's a stupid move. This guy's, this guy's not going to be the right fit there. I think he's very much a college coach. And I don't, I mean, I think some of the guys like him in the past have struggled Time when they up. make the uh, the move to the NFL. And I think he's... I think going to Jacksonville, and I don't care whether you go and get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, you're not going to win a lot of games for at least three years minimum. Well, we'll that see. defense we'll, is yeah, we'll a see. that defense is a flaming disaster. The other problem that you're going to have to overcome in the short term is, and I said this I think a, a week or two ago, the owner Khan is one of the most hated people in the league. He's been particularly uh, short-tempered when it comes to his black players, who he's jettisoned, as you guys have seen over the last few years. Anybody who it doesn't tow the company line is out of there. Who's going to go sign in Jacksonville? Who wants to go play for that guy? Yeah, it's definitely tough when you ran out Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Fournette. The only thing is, I was reading an article about Khan. He is a willing guy to spend money and make the, and make his franchise better. We'll see what type of players and personnel. The key is, who will be Urban Meyer's assistants? Looks like Scott Winningham is going to be the offensive coordinator. We'll see who the defensive coordinator is. The good thing is, they don't have any big-time notable free agents. Only the, uh, they have a lot of, only, a lot only of the kid Connolly, who's the cornerback, is a big free agent. They have, a lot of salary they have the most too. salary cap. They have the number one pick. They have 12 picks in this draft. So you have an opportunity to rebuild. They do have some young offensive talent. We talked about the kid Robinson running back during the year in fantasy. Uh, uh, Chanel. I think that's – yeah, Levesque, Levesque, So here's the thing. Too. We know this, Joe. You're only as good as your assistants. I mean, I mean, you look at some of the good teams. Even Belichick, all the guys. That's why everyone goes after the saving personnel guys. The only reason why I do like the move is two reasons. One, it feels like Jacksonville is more of a college football type of town, type of team. So it's not like going to the Jets. You know what I mean? He's not going to get bombarded with New York media, I think, with that type of pressure. I think going into Jacksonville, there's really not that much pressure to win immediately. I don't think there's high expectations. The other thing, I look at it this way. If Houston moves on from Deshaun Watson, who's the best? Te- who's the team with the best quarterback? Ryan Tannehill. But they haven't won 12 games. They barely get to 10, 11 wins. So if you can, if you can run the football, do the Tennessee model, you you might have the best quarterback going into the to the team next year if Houston moves on from Deshaun Watson. So that's and and we know about this because we'll talk about it in the games. But well, having the best quarterback doesn't mean the 
listen, it holds the most value. Doesn't mean you're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Look at the Texans because they have the best quarterback. But still, it gives you a shot to win every Sunday. So two great hires by two teams that desperately need some some kind of jolt in their franchise. But let's start off. Let's get into the big news today. And yes, Christmas was a little over a month ago, but Christmas came again for New York Yankees fans because. DJ LeMahieu is going to be staying as a New York Yankee for the rest of his career. And and the first thing that I see, and I told you to Joe, and we talked about it, Joe, this morning a bunch of times. The first thing I see is that six years. That means to tell me that there was some team out there, whether it was the Blue Jays or whether it was the Mets, a couple teams that were very intrigued in him. They must have had well, heard any other offers. Other than, I know, you never did. You probably won't. But the only thing I can think of from that is that somebody offered him a five-year deal, but the Yankees kind of pulled like a Garrett Cole last year. They gave him the extra year. Hey, here's your six years. I know that he was asking for 20 to 25 mil, but you get a guy that's been one of the best players in the AL, one of the most consistent players in the AL, the best player on the Yankees, the most clutch player on the Yankees for less than 10 million, what he was asking for, and you get him for six years. I don't care. It's a home run for the New York Yankees. A huge win for them. A great signing to keep DJ LeMahieu for the rest of his career in the Bronx. Joe or Ted, chime in. I'm going to assume one of two things happened here. Either somebody offered him, say, five and 100 or five and 125, and he said to the Yankees, which he told them in the beginning, he would take less to stay, but he wanted the security of, again, not having to be a free agent when you're 38. That, that's not an enviable – even if you're coming off a great year, age 38, who's who's giving you more than a one-year deal at that point? So he was – this guy already said it. He's got money. He's very content. And like I said to you earlier this morning, Trevor, on the phone, what's $5 million mean to a guy that's got $30 million in the bank? It means a lot it to does, us. It means him. a lot to us for these guys. Again, the security of being where he wanted to be – for, again, as you said, and this literally takes him through the rest of his career. He's going to be 39 years old when this contract is over. Probably the only team that would be willing to pay him would be the Yankees. And you know what? And it would have been because of performance. So the crazy part is, is that his first contract with the Yankees, if anybody remembers, was a two-year, $24 million contract. So he was only making three. He's going to only be making three more million than he was in his original contract. And he's been a hell of a lot better player since coming to a Yankee, since being the Yankees. So this is, like I said, this, you is, know, a, that was this probably, is a steal. This is a home run for the New York Yankees. That was probably the negotiation tactic where the Yankees probably said, hey, listen, we'll give you the six years. You're not getting 100 or $110 million. So, if, you know, pick and choose your battle. Yeah, exactly. So we'll give you the 120 for five years or 100. Maybe it's 100. Maybe it was 100 and and would have stemmed up to that mm-hmm. for five years and you say $20 million a year. or, or But either way, you, you can't have both. No. And and you said you want the security blanket. Joe, you've, you said that before when we, we used to talk off script and out of the show was he wants security. It wasn't that he, he – you know, it wasn't a money-hungry thing because there was probably teams like the Mets and Dodgers willing to give him a lot more, probably four years and 120, which you could have made $30, $40 million a year. It wasn't about that. He wanted the security blanket knowing that he doesn't have to deal with free agency and he will be with his team for the rest of his career, and he walks out the door and that's it. If you, if you remember, he also rejected his $18.9 million qualifying offer from the Yankees early on. So to see him, and that's why somebody was saying, what a, what a terrible, like, what were you talking about? The guy was asking for 20 to $25 million. This is a home run for the Yankees now on top of it if you want to play the Yankees under the salary they don't want to go over the salary cap again now you could go find some pitching that we desperately need like a Corey Kluber they don't have to spend this crazy amount of money on DJ LeMayu and on top of it maybe other than Bauer and George Springer he was the most prized free agent this offseason do you remember when Dustin Pedroia and Kevin Euclid signed undervalued contracts as Red Sox? They both signed five or six year deals, buying out their free agency years for very undervalued contracts. He ended up winning an MVP on that contract. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was, look, I love this team. I love the nucleus of players. If I, if I take 25 million a year, well, like you just said, that's, that's a relief pitcher's salary, 10 million. I could go out and get the the best the best setup arm in the game to join my bullpen. 
So again, what's 10 million or 5 million extra a year for this guy when he knows again, he stated very clearly he wanted to come back here. He thinks this is the team. He loves Aaron Boone. He loves his teammates. He's a leader. He's the most productive guy in baseball. Hands down. Funny story. And and I invite anybody to do this. Go to baseballreference.com and look at the look at the three you guys. Look at the look at the three MVP candidates and look who the more productive player was with runners in scoring position in high leverage and in clutch situations. It's laughable how how not close that race was. So why we value wins above replacement, but not production that actually knocks runs in is beyond me. Some fictitious made-up number that again. How 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 Degrom's WAR can be a ten when he wins ten games is the stupidest. It's why I think WAR makes no sense. No, there's the same reason that, why. We- that, again, dude, right? That that means a replacement starter in 33 starts for the Mets in Degrom's place would have lost every single start. Yeah. No. Well, Joe, it's no different than uh, a girl. No different than a girl. The hot girl is the more appealing girl, but the girl with the better personality doesn't get looked at the same way. The person that brings more value to the table, the person that has the better job, the person that makes you a better person doesn't get the same value as the girl that's pretty on the street. Joe, did you see um, what Robbie Clark, he saw, he was looking, Dodgers offered, he believes in what he's seen on Twitter, the Dodgers offered him a four-year $60 million. I, I would love to know if there were any other suitors. That would make buyers, sense. If there were any other no, teams. that doesn't make sense. Uh, again, why would why would the Yankees, the Yankees, then you're telling me the Yankees could have got away with four at 60? Or and no, they went five. No, five, maybe five. I still believe there's a, like the Mets or Blue Jays had a five-year deal on the table for him, and the Yankees said, hey, this is it, six years, 90 mil. I know it's not at the asking price that you wanted money-wise, but you get that plus set. You get that plus year. I'll give you one better. You said, and we've talked about, really, we haven't heard who made an offer or if anybody did make an offer. The Yankees originally were talking 575, five yeah. years, 75 million. Mm-hmm. All they simply did was went one more year and tacked on 15 million more, six and 90. I would love to just find out, and we'll find out hopefully maybe the reporter coming if there was any other offers. I'm just I'm wondering. Curious. I want to, yeah, you I'm know what I mean? About that. Or maybe just the Yankees with all the bad, because I told you this the other day, there was more drama coming forward with this about DJ was just like, all right, I'm getting sick of this crap. Like, I'm just going to go to another team. It was just going to give me my five years and $100 million. And I think the Yankees just said, you know what? Hell with it. We got to make the decision. Listen, I'm not going to use the word, but in or get off the pot. You know what I mean? Got to make a move. You want them? Hell with it. You're going to give them the $90 million, give them the six years, and just deal with it and worry about it six years down the road. Know that for the next four or five years, you're going to get an MVP caliber player who's going to be your leadoff hitter and a clutch player who can play multiple positions. Did you notice when they first started negotiating, people were like, just give him the money, give him whatever he wants. Of course, that's what everyone And then in the last few weeks, you noticed how Yankee fans turned. Ah, LeMay, you greedy bastard. Now we got other things we got to do. And he's holding the whole process on social media, Joe. Hold on. Hold on, because don't think these guys don't hear that stuff because they're well aware of it. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, he, he comes out with a statement I'm I'm just gonna go elsewhere. I'm sick of the he it, it when it fell on him as the guy holding it up, he immediately was like, I'm tired of what the Yankees are doing. I'm entertaining other offers. I don't believe that was true. I think both sides were posturing to try to get with the Yankees wanted five and seventy-five. He wanted six years. Plain and simple. Whether any other team ever actually got involved in this negotiation or not, LeMayhew ultimately won and he got to six years. Yeah. But this was exactly the deal. This is it literally just with one more year tacked to it. And his willingness to say that he would move on if they didn't step up for six made this a no-brainer. Again, what's the difference between DJ at 38 and DJ at 39? I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna completely fall off the cliff because he signed for one more year. And again, I'll point to Paul O'Neill at age 39. Looked fantastic. It's all you need from DJ LeMayhew. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, you got a guy that has been so consistent for you the two two years that he's been with the team to have the clutch, yeah, 310. I could believe that. I, I believe that. I could see I him as higher as a Yankee. Especially he, he's because just, he's got he's the lineup that, to back him up. He's just that consistent. And plain and simple, this is a steal for the Yankees. You get him for less than money that he asked for, and you get one of the best players in baseball 
for the rest well, of his career. Well, then you don't know where and you don't where, you don't know where the money's going to be this year with baseball because we're already seeing it. With I read I read a report on hockey. And I know we're not talking hockey. They're worried they're even going to lose even more money this year, even with the shortened season and everything with no fans. It's 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 a crazy time right now. But the Yankees once again have a find their guy. They keep their guy just like they last year. They went after Cole. They give him the extra year. Garrett Cole's a New York Yankee. DJ LeMahieu is a New York Yankee for the rest of his tenure. And I cannot wait to see him continue to dominate. Just so everybody knows, the, the loss of revenue is so overstated by these teams. As I mentioned, they lost 40% of their revenue that they gained from the gate, but they also saved 37% on salaries. So it was it was a wash. For any team to claim like they lost 100, you're lying. Sh- show us the books. Show us the books. You mean show us your taxes? Show, Let us, us, show us your taxes. <laughs> show them. But anyways, this is a good day for Yankee fans. Yankee fans, let's relax. We have DJ LeMahieu for the rest of his life. So I'm a happy fan. I'm a happy New York fan. But let's shift over to the NFL because I'm going to be happy again as these much-anticipated matchups are starting to get underway tomorrow. And it starts in the frozen tundra Lambeau field. Then we get Buffalo against Baltimore, the two hottest teams right now, maybe other than the Green Bay Packers facing each other. And then Sunday, you got the underdog, the Cleveland Browns against the champs. And then you get Brady and breeze part three, but I cannot wait. Oh no. I was going to say, Joe, did you realize some of the storylines that go into this weekend's games that don't yeah, you have, have to the game? say, listen, to so this. listen to this. So you, you got the Rams Packers games. You realize both quarterbacks are graduates of the University of California, both Cal grads, okay? Then you have Lamar and Josh Allen game. Both quarterbacks that had the biggest questions going into the draft class. Those both drafted 17 quarterbacks, 27. Then you have the other one, both Texas Tech kids, Baker Mayfield and Mahomes. Baker transfers, goes to Oklahoma. They have the infamous game. Texas Tech versus Oklahoma in the Big 12. And then the last game, the two Big Ten guys from 1999, Drew Brees and Tom Brady, they go back. You know, they're the the two legends. I mean, think about it. They hold one and two records of every passing stat that's ever created. And it's it's fascinating matchups. And they are very tough to choose because all these teams are capable of advancing the championship Sunday. This matchup, though, is going to be a telling sign. This is where I really think the loss of David Bakhtiari could have a huge impact on this game because of this Rams defensive line. I know Aaron Donald, he's going to play. Don't know how much he is at 100%, but you look at this defense, what they did to Seattle, and I know that Jared Goff is not 100%, but they ran the football effectively, and if you can run the football in the playoffs and you keep 12 off the field, you get Jalen Ramsey against Devontae Adams, I mean, this is every matchup you want to dream of. You get offense, defense. There's nothing to be disappointed well, about. And if any of these matchups, even I know people are going to be like, oh, Cleveland has no chance. Well, why do you say that, though? Why does Cleveland not have a chance? All these games are up for debate and up in the air. It really comes down to who is just, does it come down to the quarterback play? Does it come down to the defense? What does it come down to? What is the telling sign Plus, of this of this divisional round Playoff. Plus, you got Matt LaFleur versus McVay, the two young guns. Like those, are, those have been like the two hottest young core, uh, coordinators that became head coaches in the last like five years. And then here's another stat that I don't think anyone realized. You know, the last team to host three conference championship games was the Patriots. No. Andy Reid and the Philadelphia Eagles, 2002. No. Oh, yeah. Three oh, NFC straight. So Andy Reid, if he wins this week against Cleveland, will. The Chiefs will host their third straight AFC championship game. Now, let me ask this question because this is more of a, a overall question. Packers against the Rams, and I want to bring in the, the Buccaneers and Saints because you get two quarterbacks that – and I'm not putting Tom Brady in the discussion because Brady and the word pressure doesn't go in the same sentence well, anymore. six Super Bowls. Exactly. It doesn't, just stop talking about that. The question is which quarterback – Breeze or Rodgers faces the more pressure. Well, you said, well, Baker Mayfield. Look, Baker Mayfield's going to be around for another 10 years. Drew Brees is retiring after this year. And Drew, and Aaron Rodgers, other than his Super Bowl, is 6-8 and eight in the playoffs. He hasn't been able to get over that hump. We all say Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback to most that we've seen play the game of football. Well, the last time he was in the Super Bowl, guess what? I was in high school. So now he has a chance as a number one seed, a dominant team. Everything comes through Lambeau this year. So let's ask, who faces more pressure this weekend? Is it Drew Brees or 
Is it Aaron Rodgers? It's A-A-Ron. Drew, it's Drew Brees because if he loses, his career's over and he goes to the booth in the NBC and that's it. Seems and rough, never, huh? And you'll never see Drew Brees again in a Saints uniform. The last three years, I talked about this last week on the show, I had predicted the Saints the last three years to be in the Super Bowl. I felt that they had the best overall team the past three seasons. I mean, you look at this team. It was when Drew Brees went to the Saints, it was all about their offense. Remember the high-flying offense, score 40, 50 points. I was looking up his stats. That uh, What was it? From like 2012 to like 2016. Like he had four or five years. He had 5,000 yards passing each year. Mm-hmm. I mean, unbelievable passing numbers. But to think that he still only has one Super Bowl, hasn't been to a Super Bowl in what, over 10 years. I mean, you think about these two guys himself, though, Rodgers and Brees. Rodgers might be one of the most talented, other than Mahomes now. Well, then we're going to eliminate Mahomes because his career is far from over. Mm-hmm. There was a question I remember on first take a couple years ago, and even Kellerman and a couple other guys said, Aaron Rodgers might be the most talented quarterback. The ability to just move in the pocket, the flick of the wrist, the throws, pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> but he only has one Super Bowl. And then Drew Brees, he's going to have every statistical record. Yeah. But he's, he's only going to have one Super Bowl. And this is a team that you felt for the last couple of This was the team, right? The Saints, the Saints. I mean, we put it. I remember putting this. So for me, it's Saints, the I've been saying putting the Saints in the Super Bowl the past two years. They've been a Super Bowl contender, supposedly a Super Bowl contender for the past three, four years. And every year, I'm sorry, Saints fans, they have let you down. It's not relaxed. It aims to a State Farm Bowl against Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, with Breeze, yes, Breeze's career, if he loses, is most likely over with. Rodgers, look, I'm going to say Rodgers because we have seen Rodgers and how great Aaron Rodgers has been. And this year is no exception. He's been unbelievable, remarkable. He's been dominant and plain and simple. This is his golden opportunity to get that second coveted ring. I know one is great and he's already in the Hall of Fame, but you get that second ring. It changes everything. The narrative changes with two rings. There's not a lot of quarterbacks with multiple rings in NFL history. You get a second ring for Aaron Rodgers, you could put him, you could put him now in that Montana, Brady, even Peyton category, plain and simple. Well, also, he also has a couple more years left. So that's the only reason why I chose Breeze is because he it's it's sudden death for him. It's over. You lose, you're done. The, your career is over. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a stellar career statistically. It's just going to be the what if Rodgers loses again? What are we going to what are we going to give? Like it's like the same thing with Russell. Well, Wilson. It's like the same thing with Russell Wilson. Here's the, here's the second part of the question, and then I'll let Joe go. I think Breeze has more pressure to win because this is his last game ever. If he loses, the problem is if Ro- if Breeze loses to Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. That's not going to seem as bad as if you lose at home as the number one seed to a hurt Jared Goff, to a Rams team that Cooper Cup's coming off injury. You know what I mean? I think there's more expectation that the Packers should win than there is the Saints should beat Tampa Bay, especially for the third time, which doesn't happen that often. Okay. Joe? So it's a two-part question, but go ahead, Joe. I got you. I got you. Um, gosh. I guess the pressure really is on Rodgers here because I think he – I, I I think at the end of the day, I think Drew Brees um, is Drew Brees. You know what I mean? He's he's a, a all time leading passer in in, in in multiple categories. Now, uh, the one Super Bowl I think is going to be enough for Drew. I think for Aaron Rodgers, you you would just say it was like ten years ago when he won it. Yeah, it was in high school. He beat the Green. He beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. The last time he was the number one seed. On top of it, as well, if we were. I think we remember pretty fondly was back when they were fifteen and one in two thousand eleven, and they lost to a team named the New York Giants. So that's the last time Aaron Rodgers has been a number one seed. But Joe, finish finish up what you have to say. Yeah. Uh, so for me, really, it's on Aaron Rodgers again. I, I think, as you guys said, we talk about how great he is all the time, and and you know, for anybody that wants to to knock the Tony Romo's of the world. I, I think it's time for Aaron Rodgers to seriously become a real championship quarterback uh, and not a bridesmaid, which he, he tends to be. So I think this is a really important game for him. I, I, I don't want to say that I, I don't think the saints are a super bowl contender. Their defense is though. Their defenses. I just know don't know. We know their defense is good, but we always yeah. come back to Cam Breeze and we've had arguments can Breeze make those plays for the team? Well, last year we said the, the excuse was Green Bay's defense wasn't good enough. Right. So now is Rodgers going to 
Now, is Rodgers going to be the MVP of the league and lose in, in his first playoff game? Again, the last time. Yeah. It's a possibility. That's plain and simple. I mean, both of these quarterbacks are going into the Hall of Fame. But both of these quarterbacks have one ring. You get a second ring, it changes a lot. The you, narrative changes drastically for you. What about Sean Payton? Any pressure on him to perform? Because, you know, this is a guy that's been for the Saints for a long time, right? You know, mm-hmm. and he's kind of failed. Because you got to blame that coach. Is your team fully prepared? Is your team ready? I mean, Obi makes a good point. There's no Vikings no more. I mean, you lost. We talked about this last week. You lost to Case Keenum. You lost to Kirk Cousins. I mean, and and the Saints. You also lost to Jared Goff in that NFC Championship game. And we we'll, and we don't need to bring up the pass interference and all that other crap. Whatever it happened, but you had your opportunities to win the game during regulation and you failed to do so. Yeah. I mean, both of these guys face a lot of pressure. Who said Rodgers? Rodgers is winning the MVP. Obi. Ask anybody in the NFL. Anybody with half a brain would say he's the MVP. If you give me somebody else. Josh Allen will probably finish Josh second. Allen, Josh Allen will finish second. Mahomes and, but, then, and but then it, Derek Henry. It's not a close second. I really do believe Aaron Rodgers will win pretty convincingly. Plain and simple. Joe, you agree with that statement too? Oh, yeah. The numbers are oh, off the chart. Man, come on. He's, maybe he's just trying to stir the pot. Could be. We need Chaz to get back. It, it, would, be, it would be an over thing. I think OV still thinks it's uh, Russell Wilson. And Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. How about, how about this question? Which number one seed faces more? How about more pressure, too? Is it the Packers or is it the Chiefs? Oh, the Packers. Is it? Is yeah. it that obvious that it's it's the best? I don't think the Chiefs face pressure. Every time I look at the Chiefs, I never look at them. Look at, I feel like they're on a lazy river. I never feel like they're on Thunder Rapids. And I think that's because of the Mahomes factor and Andy Reid. Andy Reid, I believe I saw the stat, was 18-5 and five coming off the uh, bye in his career. The last time he lost, how about this one, Joe? Joe, I got a great thing. So, do you know the last time Andy Reid lost coming off a bye? No one will get this. I, I mean, even, even Dan Graziano didn't get it, and he's – was near, it was it was Ben McAdoo had beaten them. Oh my goodness! Ben McAdoo and the Giants at 2017. So, but Andy Reid doesn't usually come off the bye. The only question we'll have, and I know Joe will get to it soon, is how will the Chiefs look after not playing a game or Mahomes in 21 straight days? And then the team had hadn't played well in December. How will they look? Well, the last like I said, and I want to get into this Browns game because this game I know everybody's been talking so oh the Chiefs. But who did? Oh, I said, hold on. I said the I said the Packers. Do you do you, what is your guys' answer for that? For your question? I would say the Chiefs because we've all been proclaiming the Chiefs as the champions of the NFL. This is oh, they're going back to the Super Bowl, they're gonna repeat yeah. again. They brought everybody back, they resigned everybody, they got Mahomes forever, they got Travis Kelsey, all these guys, Andy Reid's still there, Eric Bianami. The whole team is pretty much back. All, all I've heard from everybody is the Browns yeah. have no chance, and I think their chances are. Slight, but I think their chances are very good. And I think if you're the Browns, you couldn't have asked to get the Chiefs at a better time. It's it's seriously because right now, like I said, the last time we saw the Kansas City Chiefs play a meaningful game was against the Atlanta Falcons. And anybody that wants to go check out the stats, go look at Patrick Mahomes' stats for that game. We remember how bad Atlanta's defense is this year, right? They They, They were home too. He didn't look good. He hasn't looked good. This Browns team has been playing. Me and Joe talked about before the game. They've been playing playoff football for the past month and a half. They've been they've scored at will, other than the two New York games. It's been do or die for this Cleveland Browns team for the past month. And even last week, week 17, they have found ways to win by running the football, playing solid defense, and Baker Mayfield has been making the throws when needed. And I do trust him more, and I trust the Browns more than I trust the L.A. Rams because I do not trust Jared Goff. A hundred percent with his injury. And even before he had that injury, he wasn't a hundred percent confident in himself. He was struggling. McVay had the, he came out of that post game conference and said, said some stuff about Jared Goff. He hasn't looked good. I know Baker Mayfield. I know you can call me crazy. I don't care, but they have the right formula to keep Mahomes and that dynamic offense off the field by running the football with two of the best backs in the game. And Baker Mayfield has looked good. Plain and simple. You get Kevin Stefanski back. I know it's crazy, but they've done. They've been playing playoff football. When you're playing in playoff football, do or die football, you deal with every type of way, the good and the bad. And the Browns have on this way to get into the playoffs. They lost to the Jets. 
They lost to the Ravens in heartbreaking defeat, but they've also beaten the Steelers twice. They beat the Giants, all teams that were in playoff contention. That Ravens game was maybe the best thing that happened to the Browns all season. And the, that loss, yes. that game, it proved that the Browns, that they're there. You know what I mean? Because you look, I listened to a thing the other day. They said, so look at the first game when the Browns played the Ravens this year. They got blown out. I believe it was like 38-3, to right? Yeah. Then you look at where the, the Browns came from in that other game. You're like, well, 10, but they still lost. Sometimes, if we've learned anything as a Giant fan, you can learn, you can gain more in defeat than you do in a win. If you just look at the Giants' first Super Bowl title or their Super Bowl title in 2007 when they lost to the Patriots, they gained more in that loss than they did in a win at any point in the season. And that's what propelled them. Now, I'm not telling you the Browns are going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not even telling you the Browns are going to win this week. But you're going to see a team that's going to be much more confident in, the, in this game than they would have been in past years. I mean, just look at last week because at every point in time when you thought the Steelers had a chance to come back and and they were pinned to a corner in a boxing sense match, they came out. They were able to fight out of it and score mm-hmm. and keep the, and keep the Steelers at a distance, mm-hmm. which is positivity. And that's something that we are not used to seeing as as fans of NFL football. Hell with being a uh, Browns fan, just a general football fan, having the acknowledgement that the Browns were able to defeat the Steelers in Pittsburgh and be able to just maintain that lead and not blow it. Because mm-hmm. I watched the game and I was texting you. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like this is going to be like a giant game. They're going to be up and then the ball away because there's an expectation you feel like your team can't withstand and uphold. And because that's just – you've seen it for 100 years. Yeah. It's not something new. The Browns in their last six games – including the Giants game they barely won and the Jets game they did lose where they scored only 36 points combined. Mm -hmm. They've scored 191 points in their last six games. Again, including those two disasters, that's 32 points a game, which just so people know, in Kansas City's last six, not counting the game where Mahomes didn't play, they're only averaging 25 points per game. So, uh, Pat Mahomes hasn't had a 300-yard game since December 13th. I realize they haven't played in a while, but that was three games worth. No 300-yard game for Pat Mahomes. Seven touchdowns, four picks in his last three games. Not exactly the MVP caliber play you're looking for in the month of December. So there, there is reason for the Chiefs to be a little bit concerned. And anybody who dismisses the Browns is being foolish here. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Chiefs have not been playing football. That's not good. The Ravens, as you mentioned, have been in playoff mode. I'll give you one more, and I think this is the key to the whole game, is playing off the idea that this team might be rusty and a little bit sloppy. The Browns are 11-0 this year when they win the turnover battle. They got to they gotta protect the football. They got to mm-hmm. cause a couple turnovers. It's the only way they can beat the Chiefs. Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? I doubt it, but I think I think if you're the Browns, the way you're playing right now, knowing this team's been asleep for a couple weeks, who knows? You, 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 like I said, this is the best. This you couldn't if you're the Browns, you couldn't ask for a better situation where you are and where they are. They might get blown out by three scores, but it 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 would prove what Jay said that they're not a Super Bowl contender. But I don't know if I believe that. And, that, and that's what I'm trying to say is that I know everybody's like, oh, well, they got Patrick Mahomes, and he's he's like he's like the greatest thing in the world. So Tommy D going with the upset. Okay, I like it. I like an upset. Get ready for a shocker. That would be a major shocker. But everybody, like I said, was in the sense of, oh, well, they got Patrick Mahomes. Well, this game has very similar comparisons to the 2011 uh, Giants-Packers divisional game. The Packers that year, if anybody remembers, was 15-1. and one. They were looking like they were going on a repeat, too. Aaron Rodgers just won the MVP. And what happened? A team called the New York Giants who ran the football didn't have a great, great defense that year. They were actually one of the worst defenses that year. And I know people have said the Browns' defense isn't that good. Well, they run the football, and that team kicked the crap out of the Packers. It wasn't a game. They kicked the crap out of them. This could have all yeah, you the know, way. You know, this you, could have all. So yeah, let's, you not, know what's let's not make, it was let's not make Mary at halftime. Tra- yes. Well, that they need situations like that. Like last week, the first play of the game. Bob fumble over Big Ben's well, head. Just, the defensive well, coordinator. I know. But just like I'm saying, they you need plays like that 
to win games like that in playoffs. It happens. That's what happened, plain and simple. So for anybody that thinks, oh, well, they got Patrick Mahomes, they'll be fine. I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes ain't God. He's a great quarterback, but he has shown vulnerability. And this offense, since Clyde's Edward Hilaire has gone down, guess what? This team has been vulnerable because they don't have a running game. And that's a concerning factor going into playoffs. The Rams can run the football. The Bucs can run the football. The Saints can run the football. The Ravens can run the football. The only two and the Browns, the only two teams that can that don't run the ball are the two AFC fav, probably favorites going into this week, the Bills and the Chiefs. So not having, and we'll talk about that Bills game because there looks like there's going to be some inclement weather in that game. But they don't have a running game. So all the pressure is on Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs teams because we've been saying it since day one. Oh, the Chiefs are going to run house. They got everybody back, and they're going to be back in the Super Bowl and repeating. Yes, they probably will. You never, you can't just say the problem. You never know. It's playoff football. It's, it's one game. Well, I, it's a sixty-minute game. Any given Sunday, one team can win. It, it doesn't matter if you're well, the better team. That listen, listen, listen. If if I showed these numbers, if I showed the the numbers I just ticked off here to a statistician, they would probably tell you that that this game is like a fifty-fifty toss-up. But you there's know? also again, Vegas has the line at ten. Because there's an expectation out there that the Chiefs are going to do exactly. Chiefs, that's the expectation. We've been having expectations all year with the Kansas City Chiefs and the fact yeah, that we expect them to be Vegas knows things. I know that, but Vegas is not always right. They are most. Of, don't look at me like I'm. I'm I yeah, got four Listen, if you think the game was closer, the game. See, here's uh, they wouldn't think the game would be at seven or at six and a half. I mean, here's a funny thing. I, I was watching you were watching Michael K yesterday. How about this when Carolina went into uh, Kansas City earlier this season. The spread was less. I think it was eight and a half or nine against the Chiefs. You're telling me that the Browns are a worse team than the Carolina Panthers? It doesn't make sense that the Browns are a 10-point underdog going into Kansas City. Now, well, here's, the, well, here's the X factor. You know no weed is safe against the Chiefs, and that is the problem. Oh, Jace, you're a freaking Giant fan. You should know better. Shame on you for being a Giant fan and saying something like that. He ain't God. It's not like that. He has he has shown that he is human. So come on. But the two best teams in football in the AFC didn't need a running game, and they were most dominant. And the Bills, who should have one less loss against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not saying the Browns are going to win, but they have the right formula to yeah, win. And they've been playing. You can have the right formula, and but they all still won't make but, a difference. But they always are playing. They've been playing do or die for the past month and a half with the Chiefs. They haven't been. Yeah. They haven't had. The to. problem is Mahomes is a. Is Superman. He feels like he erases everything else in. Oh, he, take your statistics. Take everything else. Thank you. Thank you. Is that Hector? Oh, that is Hector. Yes. That, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that for a minute. Brain. At least somebody has a brain. If you're a football fan, you make a, a, a comment like that. You ain't really. Come on. That's that's not that's not right, man. That's not so right. Again, let's Brown? not forget that, that Jace has this weird hero worship for Mahomes because where Mahomes went to college. Um, th that's all this boils down to. He's, he's, yeah, he's going to talk about the army Oklahoma game in 2018. But I, I mean, it's the, it's the same thing over and over again, again, to, to ignore the fact that Pat Mahomes hasn't played well in a month's time span and the way Baker's got it all put together. I mean, you're being dumb. You're, you're ignoring facts. Can't, you can't ignore facts. One team's playing great and has been playing playoff football for the last three weeks now. The other one's been asleep. They haven't had the work. And before they went to sleep, they weren't playing that great. Before they went to sleep, they, they were drinking more. They, were, they had a long neck of drinking in Kansas City, Joe. Hibernation. They went into hibernation in, in the middle of December. The worst time you could do it. They're not just gonna do you know what happens when you wake up? What happens when you wake up? You're like, oh, you, gotta, it if you think Pat Mahomes is gonna roll out on that field and just start lighting it up? Uh, maybe you don't watch enough football. That's all I can say. I'm not look, it's I expect the Chiefs to win this game, but don't count out the Browns. So let's not make it seem like the Browns have not a got not even a chance in hell. They do, they're here for a reason. These are the eight best teams, plain and simple. Let me get into the other AFC game and probably the most intriguing game for me this entire weekend because these are the two teams coming into the playoffs right now, and it's a shame that one of these teams' seasons is going to come to an end. Now, everybody's been saying there's going to be some inclement weather. 
Everybody says, oh, how's this going to be for Lamar Jackson? I, I know he's not the greatest throw, but hold on. What do the Baltimore Ravens do really well? I don't know. Run the football. They run the football better than any team in the NFL. Something Chase what? just says it doesn't matter. Hey, Chase, Chase, last year doesn't matter <laughs> at all. Literally at all. Let him go. I'm doing it. Let what him are go. you even talking about? Hey, the Bills went to three Super Bowls in a row in the 90s. What what does that have to do with right now? <laughs> How does that impact anything literally at all? Please tell me. I love it. I love Good it. Lord. Good you Lord. Could, you could make the opposite argument that the Chiefs are lazy and complacent because they won a championship and the Browns are hungrier. You're just saying words now. They're, they just stop everybody's that crap. Everybody's jumping on Chase. Poor Chase. Let's let's like you I said, to run the football in the NFL. Oh, okay, sure, whatever. That's like saying you don't. Hey, need, that's is, like saying you don't need an offensive line to succeed. This isn't the Big Twelve. Reigning champion. <laughs> Sorry, it's the NFL, bud. So, like I said, with this game, there's a lot of supposed bad weather coming. Everybody's saying, "Oh, well, the Ravens—they're going to have to throw the ball." I'm sorry. But the two worst running teams coming into this weekend, plain and simple, is the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. They rely so heavily on Josh Allen to win them games. He has to throw a lot. Guess what? With bad weather, can't really throw the ball effectively. With running the football, you can win. Lamar Jackson, I know. Well, he can, how is he going to He plays in Baltimore. Josh Baltimore, I, I didn't know Baltimore was 90 degrees all the freaking time. Josh Allen he did plays play, in bad weather. Josh Allen did play in Wyoming. Play in Wyoming, I know that. It snowed in Wyoming. Let's not compare. You're just doing the. You just did a Jace. No, you're no, no. said weather. Jolly's comparing snow. college no, to the NFL no, now. He played, in, he played in a snowstorm once. He'll be fine. Listen, he played in the snow. For him, it's this he is played not, in Wyoming. I don't, this is Buffalo. No, this is the NFL. At, at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to affect either quarterback. It's going to affect the play calling for the teams. That's what. This is more in favor. This is all suited better for the Los, uh, Los listen, Angeles. The Baltimore. You Ravens. can also go next, and I can flip the script and say that Lamar though has never really played in this type of weather. Going up to Buffalo in a snow game weather, how will he handle it? You know what I mean? And he played I, in, I, 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 in Baltimore. Yeah, but could the cold get to him? He plays in Baltimore. Listen, they, they said it the other day. This isn't Florida or California. It's, it's, it's Baltimore. Things on there, and they go. When people tell you that the weather and the cold doesn't affect them. That's absolutely a lie. It's a false thing. The thing is, are you, is your mindset strong enough to block it out and stay focused? The team that's able to stay focused the best on Saturday night in the cold in Buffalo will win the game. It's not going to matter. Is it better suited for Buffalo or Baltimore? I don't if think, there is I, actual weather, both of your this I don't is the think question. it matters. This is both for better, you. I don't better, think, for, better for Baltimore because they've got the better running but, game. But, here's, but, but the weather negate. Allen, I'm at Jackson speed. If you got yes. weather snow, that is he's true. not cutting and running on the turf. Hey, like what you about Josh Allen? So it's like awesome. when, we, when we used to say like this, North Haven football, you got to come to North Haven and play on the grass. So those speedy teams, the field's a little more wet, a little more soggy. You're not on the turf. Now you're in the turf in Buffalo, but if it's cold and windy, mm -hmm. Lamar can't throw the ball. Okay. So the weather's going to affect his ability to throw on third down, That's which true. makes them predictable, which means you stack the box and play the run. And where is he best at? In the speed game. Now, yeah, it was cold in Tennessee last Josh week. Josh Allen could move, too. It was 32 degrees last week in Tennessee, but the field looked pretty good, and he was able to cut. If there's any type of inclement weather, rain or snow, I do remember Lamar not playing that well up in New England when it was raining. Now, I know that was a torrential downpour, but still, at the end of the day, whatever team is state can stay focused and execute will win this game because I see them teams very similar. Well, actually, I'm looking at the weather right now on the weather app. It looks like there might not be any weather actually for this game, which I'm just looking forward to a little. Can't hold on to the ball once it's cold. I mean, what's the hands? I mean, it's stupid things that I'm going to bring up, but what's his hand size? How well does he play well in the cold, Lamar? There's an expectation just because there's weather that Ravens are going to be able to run the football. No, not necessarily. Who has the higher expectations coming into this weekend? Who do we expect? Is it Josh Allen or Ravens, is it Lamar I Jackson? expect the Ravens to win is it Josh because I think Lamar? they're the better team right now. They have been the hotter team. Wow. I think they have the better defense. They have played. Their front seven's legit. And their secondary is legit. Yep. I like both coaches. The only thing is Hardball's gotten past this point. McDermott hasn't, but I love both coaches. Both defensive minded, both strong. 
what kicker's not going to miss a kick? I mean, here's the other thing. They have Justin Tucker. The other team doesn't. So if it comes to a – Joe, what do you – what's your take? Exactly. I'm saying field That's goal. huge. So what's your take on um, this game? I, I think, look, all the pressure – I know you love the game. Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I do. All the pressure is on Lamar and the Ravens. Why not Josh because... Allen? Was there's no, there's this year. no pressure. You can say the same no. thing. Look, Josh Allen, again, sort of in the mold of Baker. Look, he got them to the promised land. One of a playoff game. So that's not good Jack, enough, though. It is. It is. It is when you haven't won a playoff game in 25 years. Then it's plenty good enough. Hmm. Lamar uh, keeps winning, keeps getting to the playoffs, and then he goes home early. So this is big for him. Again, as I just mentioned, the Chiefs could be a little vulnerable. This, this, you again, if you're Lamar, this is the, you're, you're hot as can be. If you can get past the Bills, you you you're like you you almost, you almost might be the favorite against the Chiefs. Who the Bills? Yeah, no, 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 the Ravens. I'm sorry, I wasn't. I was reading uh, OB stuff. That's why I wasn't even. I uh, wasn't. But yeah, I, I I'll tell you, that's the team that they could give the Chiefs a better run for their money. The Ravens. I do too. I I think the Ravens will win the football game. Is it, so the, is it the factor because the Bills are so one-dimensional that we say that they would be the easier yes, matchup? Yes, because unless you're a complete fool, you know you have to run the football in the NFL. <laughs> and that, well, and the loss of Zach, and the loss of Zach, Moss. and that's what I'm saying. If they're Zach in, Moss is good, and that's, that, what that's their power. Yeah, T.J. Yeldon's not going to help. And that's what I'm saying. If well, they got Devontae Freeman off the practice squad, so we oh. don't know. But that's what I'm trying to say is that even if there is inclement weather for this game, it, it's better suited for Baltimore. I know that they don't have to throw the ball a lot with Lamar, but I know Lamar's going to have to make those plays. But if you can run the ball like they've been able to run the ball the past month and a half, and they look like they haven't lost and can't remember the last time they lost, they have the right formula to do it. Whereas Buffalo is so. One more one-dimensional. I don't know who's last time the Ravens lost was the Steelers on that Tuesday night football game. Oh yeah, they should have won that game. They were so one-dimensional that I just don't see Buffalo without a running game, a solid running game. And the way Baltimore's defense is playing, specifically that front seven, it could be a long game for Buffalo. I know everybody's high on Buffalo. I know everybody's high on Kansas City, but don't count out the two AFC North teams. And they weren't that impressive last week against the Colts. Did you know that the Colts were the first team in NFL history to have 450 yards of total offense and no turnovers and lose? Not until I just found that. I I mean, Buffalo got away with murder last week, but, but they got a win. Josh Allen's got to win. This season's a big se- – look, I know a lot of Buffalo Bills fans for some weirdo reason. I know we, um, know they're in their glory right now. If they lose if they lose this weekend, they're from Buffalo too. They're not real New Yorkers. So they're going to be like, hey, we did a great job. Uh, next year's our year. And they'll be good with that. But if you're Lamar and you lose again, you know what's going to happen in Baltimore? Lamar can't win playoff games. Well, I mean, that, he, that, and they have a bunch of free agents that they'll have to figure out. Eventually, he's going to be up for a contract extension. No, the question would be if if it's not now, when is it? When is it, when are they going to win? Because they have the talent all around, defensively to win, and offensively, they're getting hot at the right time. At a certain point, you're Tony Romo. Yeah, well, he is getting the Ring of Honor in Dallas. Yeah, and he's look again. And I love Tony Romo. I love Tony Romo. I admit, I have a lot of good friends that are Cowboys fans. We've had the argument for years. You guys didn't win playoff games. I don't care what the regular season looks like. Mm-hmm. I know Lamar Jackson's super talented, but if you don't win playoff games, then you're not you're no better than Mitch Trubisky. I, I don't care what your regular season numbers are because in the play, they don't matter if you don't win games. Plain and simple, why we don't talk about Dan Marino or Jim Kelly in like the top five of all time quarterbacks? Because what they never won. Well, they sure, won. Jim Kelly was in four. Three. I mean, four Super Bowls. Bowls. I, I said, by the way, I said three before. It was four Super Bowls in a row, it's and you and, and nobody ever talks about the Buffalo Bills dynasty. No, they only talk about the heartache. People ignore it. Dude, that team uh, for five or six years one of the the best runs in NFL history, and nobody pays attention because they never won a Super Bowl. You will never see anything like that again. I think. Never. Sure. How could you? 
not in today's game with free agency and everything else, to have that amount of talent and to be in four straight Super Bowls and lose. Washington, Giants, and Dallas. Wow, they lost all NFC East teams. Washington? Holy crap. Didn't even realize. Dallas twice and the Giants. Yeah, that's crazy. And their closest was the Giant one. They had it on last night in 30 for 30 that Scott Norwood would kick. Did they? Yeah. The thing about the, I miss those days. But let's close out with the final game of the weekend. And <laughs> never say never. Yeah, that's true. Never say never. But here we go. We get Breeze Brady part three. It's a plain and simple question. Will the Saints sweep the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and be the first team in NFL history, here's a stat for you, to beat Tom Brady three times in a season? Will it be done? Or will the Buccaneers finally figure out this Saints defense and this offense and get one step closer to hosting this Super Bowl? Because it is in Tampa. Joe? I feel like if I didn't know that stat till after the game and they were like, did you know the Saints are the first team to beat Tom Brady three times in a season? And maybe, then maybe I would believe it could happen. But the fact that I know that going in means that Tom Brady knows that going in and Tom Brady doesn't want to be a stat. I I really, I don't, I don't think that the Saints are going to win this game. I really don't. And I know uh, you can get into the, you know, people are will be shocked to know that generally speaking, when you're going against a team for the third time, uh, the, the the team generally does win the third game uh, at a pretty ridiculous rate. Actually, but, yeah, teams going for the sweep has won. I'm surprised by this. Has won more than 66% of the time since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970. Past 25 years, 12 total teams. They've gone nine and three. So the last time to do it as well, the latest team to do it was the actual the Saints in 2017 against the Carolina Panthers. So I think, oh, no. I think the Saints team can do it again. I think their defense matches up perfectly with Tampa Bay. Mike Evans and Lattimore, Lattimore shuts them down. They have the secondary. They have the linebackers to guard the running backs. They have the defensive line to put pressure on it. And if you saw, if you notice both games, the first game of the season, you're like, all right, well, maybe Tampa Bay, just first game, new team, new players trying to get everything going. Then the second game, you remember that, Trev? We're in Atlantic City. Trev was all on the Bucks that way. I've been high on the Bucks all year. They crushed the Bucks. Yeah, they did. They did. And I look at last week's game, and I'm like, Tampa Bay, they won the game. But some guy named Heineke almost beat you, who had to throw more than probably 10 career passes in the NFL. The Saints are going to win this week. They're going to find a way to win again. They're, they're the better team. They're the better overall team. Okay, maybe there's more skill and talent on – with Brady and Evans and Antonio Brown and whatnot. And that was the week Antonio Brown came back too. Yeah. But I just feel like the Saints teams matches up really well against them. And I think their defensive line is going to put pressure on Brady. And that's going to be the difference. Well, do I do I like Tom Brady in this game? Yeah, I think he'll probably put a better number than Brady's. I was watching last night on ESPN. They showed all the games in the careers that they have faced each other from the time in 99 when they faced each other one time when uh, Michigan was number four and uh, Purdue was uh, number 10. Brady had better numbers that game. At 250 yards passing, like two touchdowns. Brady's only threw for like 160 yards. You look at the games, Brady has put up bigger numbers. You want to know a stat, though? All the times Brady's and Brady, uh, Brady have played each other, you know what Brady's numbers are? 18 touchdowns, one pick. You know, uh, you know what Brady's numbers are? It's like nine touchdowns, eight picks. Well, just to point is out. Is the X factor in this game? Playing Is he the X factor in the sense that, like, he has to be the one to be the difference maker? Do you did you know in the thirty eight to three loss that the Buccaneers ran the football four times? Yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, I remember on Twitter people like this is this is what happens when you fall behind early and a team's able to go on drives and keep you off the field. And when you go on there and you start rushing the ball, Tom Brady throws three picks, and obviously they just never got on track in that game. And and all the proof in the world, dude, that you need to run the football no matter who the quarterback is. Wait, you, you don't have to run the football? You got Mike Evans, bro. You got Antonio Brown. You got Cameron Brady. You got Jordan Grock. That's why I think you got, yeah. I think Godwin. Yes, yes, but unfortunately, if you're not running the football, they just double-team those guys or they just, you know, go with a, a, a dime package and play right. I mean, you guys know this. I appreciate you playing around here. Plain and simple, you need to be able to run the football. Yes. 
Especially That's the how you win in the NFL. You run the football, and if you got a good quarterback that can throw, you're going to light people up. That's how this has been going for the last 10, 15 years now. Come on. Or, or the last 50. Or last, ever, since, ever since football started. Don't say lost started, run the ball first. Then don't say started. last year, oh, well, the Chiefs won because, well, well, if the court, if the 49ers had a quarterback a little, uh, probably just half-ass better than um, Jimmy G, they're probably the 49ers are the champs next. Can, last can I ask you guys a question? off of this game do you guys have any sense of feeling of who you want to win more in the sense that we, i think we, we all three of us we didn't make, hold on i think all three of us we didn't make, make we haven't made any predictions say the we Pack- didn't do that last week I either know. say the packers like win it. say the packers win i right. want brady well, versus rogers you want brady rogers i want brady's rogers i want brady's rogers so that means you're rooting for tampa I picked Tampa to go to Super Bowl. I had the Saints. Well, here you did in the beginning of the year. I don't think the Saints are going. You I had don't. the Saints in the beginning of the year, but I changed it. I changed it to the Bucks. My the reason why I say that is because I don't trust Drew Brees. So he's rooting for Tom Brady. I don't. I don't trust um, that's Drew tough. Brees and the Saints going to Lambeau. I trust Brady going to Lambeau. Why do I say that? Oh well, because plain and simple, he was in New England for twenty freaking years and he's been through it all. So I want and I just want to see. Rodgers versus Brady. I mean, what else more can you ask for as a football fan? If you're a football fan, I keep saying AFC, you can't go wrong. You want to see Mahomes versus either Allen or Lamar. And then in the NFC, I'm sorry, but I want to see Rodgers versus Brady. We've never got to see it in the playoffs. And this would be the first time. I mean, come on. It's right there. How excited would you be for Championship Sunday? We're talking the storylines for Championship Sunday. Lamar versus Mahomes or Mahomes versus Josh Allen. I know we're not even counting the Browns in there, but who knows? You never know with that game. And then Brady versus Rodgers is storyline after storyline. You get the two greatest quarterbacks of this generation. Yeah, because last time and they, we was, finally last time get they to were see supposed it. to play, Rodgers, like, it, Rodgers was hurt in Green It Bay. was like back in the day in the NBA. We always wanted to see LeBron versus Kobe. We never got to see it. Well, we have an opportunity, possibly. We're one week away from maybe seeing that epic matchup. So I'm taking the Bucs, and I've been on the Bucs all year. And both of them would be rematches during yeah. the regular season. The Packers lost to both teams. That was actually one of Joe's uh, lost bets. <laughs> That's when Joe was real bad. But the I NFL still stand by it. <laughs> but Joe, you finished. But Joe, you finished strong though. Down the road, down I, the road, I you feel like strong. yeah, you, that's where it's at. You got hot at the right time. I'm like the Browns. I got hot late. You got hot at the right time. So can you continue with that, Joe? Do you agree with that, Bun? That do you agree with Trevor's thing that he'd rather see Brady than Breeze in the in the NFC Championship game? I'll be honest. I don't know. If I, I mean, I think it's a win either way. Breeze or Brady against Rodgers for the NFC Championship. If you, if you if you if you if the NFC scripted up how they wanted things to go this year, that's that's pretty much what that well, would I look like. See Brady stick it to the uh, the the um, Patriots. I do. I want to see Brady stick it to uh, carrying that as a Giant fan is kind of weird. I don't care that much. Look, I don't have to like Tom Brady. I still respect him. I respect just like LeBron James. I don't have to like him as a player, but I can respect him. I know what he's done for the game. I know what Brady has done for the game. He's been unbelievable. And that's why it makes it that much sweeter that the New York Giants have two Super Bowl wins over that guy. I I don't care. But the way that they treated Brady in that whole story with the Patriots, I want to see Brady beat – I don't like to. I don't. I don't trust the Saints. I just don't. I've seen enough on tape to say this is the same type of Saints team. We all get high on their defense. We all get high on them and say, "Oh, this defense is amazing." Picture this: Buffalo, New York team beat Brady in the box. Hell yeah! Another New York team beats, but we only want one New York team to beat the uh, Bucks. So that's the New York Giants. All in all, you can't go wrong with these matchups. These are the eight best teams playing. I know we didn't make any predictions. If you want to give your prediction, you could. We didn't do it last week. Packers, we Ravens, want... Chiefs, Saints. Packers, Ravens, Chiefs, Saints. I got Packers. I got Ravens. I got Brady. And I got Mahomes and Lamar. Joseph? Um, what do you I think am of? taking the Packers, the Bills, the Bucks. I love how he's like, it's like an epic, like... <laughs> And the Browns. You're picking the Browns. I'm going to do it. I think the Browns. I'm going to do it. I, here's, here's, here's why I'm going to do it. it. It would be so Baker Mayfield-like. And I hate this guy. 
to get crushed. No, you just dislike him. You don't hate him. It would be so Baker Mayfield for this idiot who I hate and who everybody's doubting for him to go to KC and beat Mahomes and make us all look stupid for a week. (laughs) And then whoever wins the other game beats him and goes to the Super Bowl. That to me would be a Baker Mayfield thing to do. I, I I don't know. All this whole episode, I've just had this like, are the Browns gonna win? I I can't shake it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say the Browns pull off the biggest upset in NFL history. Nah, it ain't the biggest upset in NFL history. You nuts. It ain't the biggest yeah, but, uh, point spread, maybe? It's not about the point spread. Just, I don't know. You always like talk about your the, Vegas stuff. The, well, it's, it's one we'll talk about for a really long time if it happens. Yeah, because I'll put it this way. I'm rooting for Baker. I'm rooting for Baker. With the Ravens and the Chiefs, we've, we've warned anything. These dynasties die out real quick. You know, we thought Seattle was going to be built for the future. And we thought the Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl, thought they were going to be Yeah, and, and they were talking about the other day, like, wow, you thought this Eagles team, they were young, they had the quarterback, they had the coach, everything was yeah, going to look right now. And, and now look at it. And there's this Chiefs team, if they don't win this year, they're not going to be the same team next year. Who leaves? You know, what guy wants to get paid? It's just everything. You, you Your team is never the same. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. Other teams are getting better too. You got to look at the Chiefs. Might say, okay, we got one more year to win back to back because guess what? The Bills are going to be much better next year. You know what I mean? Who you know? You just the Ravens are still going to be good. Um, the well, the, Col- Char- the Chargers should be better. The Colts will be still around if they have if they can figure out their quarterback situation. You know what I mean? Miami should be better if they make a trade or if Tua becomes what everyone thinks. I he tell is. you what, if Miami makes a trade for Deshaun Watson, Miami becomes probably the best, second best team, maybe number one. In the AFC. Well, I I hate to state the over obvious here, but I mean, everybody's going to try to get better next year. And every team, every team is going to get better next year a little bit more than they were this year. And that means you're going to get some people get better. Absolutely. That's it's, it's going to happen like this. You know, the draft's going to shift our, our our view of teams. Free agency's going to make some shifts. Uh, training camp, injuries, and, and then it'll all shake out, and then we'll have a better idea. But, yeah, everybody's going to be better next year in theory. So this is a win-now league, which is yeah. why, again, I say for Lamar, win-now, dude. you got to start as great as he is, if you don't win games, What's the difference between what how your season ends and how all the Mitch Trubisky's years end? And then here's the other thing: if Mahomes does win another one, now now you now you you climb two in a very short, quick span of your your time, kind of like the Brady thing. This is where now you can start packing on, you know, the rings, Joe. This is where you start really creating your legacy and putting yourself down as one of the best, if not the best, NFL player. Because, sorry, folks, as much as you know, I love like Barry Sanders and Jim Brown and all these things. Tom Brady has got to be considered the best NFL player of all time. Statist- statistically, mm-hmm. and then Super Bowl ring. So no. he backs it up with stats, and then he backs it up with Championship. wins. Championships. Yep. It's not either or. He has both. And it, God forbid he could do it again or get to another Super Bowl for the Tampa. Joe, you're only it. going to increase it. Joe, you hit it perfectly. It's a win-now league. You have to win. Baltimore, you have to win. The Saints, you have to win because you're going to have questions circulating in the offseason on what you're going to do. Who's your quarterback next year? Exactly. Green Bay, you have to win now because Aaron Rodgers is going to be one year older after that, and this is a golden opportunity for them to really give that man another ring. By the way, anybody who is like, why do you keep saying Mitch Trubisky, look at his regular season record. Actually, it's a really good regular season record. He's got like a 600 winning percentage in the regular season. Why they bench him and do other is beyond me. Because again, we all expect you to put up Rodgers or Mahomes numbers, 40 touchdowns, six picks, 4,000 yards. And if your guy doesn't do it, it's like, well, we're not good enough. No, if you win a playoff game, again, ask Tony Romo about it. Mm-hmm. All, all the 40, 4,500 yard, 40, you know, 35 touchdown seasons for what? Mm-hmm. For what is great, and this is why again I had this argument with a million Cowboys fans. I'll take Eli in the two Super Bowls over every season Tony Romo ever had, because uh, when push came to shove and when it mattered, what did that get you? Did you win your fantasy league that year? Great, you didn't win a playoff game. I don't know. I don't know. Again, what listen, some guys can get a pass for stats. Some guys don't. Some guys have to win playoff games or they get bounced. Some guys 
Look at Rodgers and look at Priest. You can go a long stretch without winning it. You're still great. Some guys get a pass, some guys don't, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. I don't know what I'm more sad about, that there's one step closer to the football season ending, or I didn't hear a one more thing by Joseph McGuire today. You just ruined it. He has nothing. No, he's done. He's done. He's ending with it. Honest to God, I tapped myself out here. I got nothing else. I can't even think of anything I could throw out there. (laughs) Joseph. I'm thinking. You're thinking? (laughs) <laughs> you're done Joe. you're off the team thank you yeah uh and we're gonna do a live show here next tuesday uh at the studio uh because trevor's leaving to move to florida so there's yeah, gonna be well, maybe we'll do it ted yeah. eats too he, yeah he wants to uh he wants to take us out for lunch maybe we'll oh we're gonna go up there and we're gonna have the chicken parm baby Oh, that's great because I have to work a double during the day Monday and a double Tuesday night, so that'll be fun. No, we'll yeah, figure it out. If I, to come, if I have to go by myself, oh, you won't go by yourself. That's what I'm going to I'm not giving up food. Yeah, Tuesday no, you can't. Last, Tuesday will be the last, not the end of Keys of the City, but it will be the last time that you will see us together. We will be separate locations from now on after next Tuesday. Joseph, as always, thanks, buddy. Enjoy the games. I'll see you guys Tuesday for delicious sang. Like Joseph just said, enjoy the games. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. I cannot wait for all these games. Let's enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.